one 990 That is the number to get a hold of Savannah, the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Yeah, help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll get to the injury calculator and some other stuff uh, you want to know for the long term and keep in your pocket at all times. Uh, we always get to the week that was first, some stuff that came by the uh, the firm, by your desk over the last little while. What's going on, pal? Well, John, let me tell you and the listeners about two cases that we settled this week. Cool. I can't give you the names of the individuals, obviously, because of confidentiality, but let me tell you about uh, the the crux of the cases. These are long-term disability claims. Uh, that we started only a few months back, each one. So that's the lifespan of of one of these claims. It's it's really just a few months, depending on, you know, the case, the complexity, the parties, etc. So this one, the first one I'll tell you about is a lady who suffers from alcoholism, and uh, one of the main issues here is that she was on LTD for alcoholism as well as a few other things. But because of her alcoholism, she had issues. Um, you know, really keeping up with her treatments. And of course, the insurance company took the position, well, you're missing all of these appointments and treatments. We think that you are non-compliant with your treatments, which is a breach of your policy, meaning you are not mitigating, you're not trying to get better. And of course, this lady is saying, well, I am trying, I am going to the doctors uh, and to this facility, rehab facility, etc. But, you know, I'm having relapses. Anyways, long story short, they yep. cut her off LTD. And of course, she contacts me, and uh, we we essentially, you know, advocate for her, start a claim, a legal claim against the insurance company. And the insurance company now, as soon as we start the claim, uh, they punt the claim over to a different adjuster at the insurance company, right. the one that deals with claims like this, as well as to a defense lawyer. And last week, my associate goes to a mediation uh, with this lady, and again, the insurance company says, uh, you know you're non-compliant, we shouldn't be paying anything. And of course, we're arguing, no, that is part of the problem. That is the whole point here. That is the disability, alcoholism, which by the way, even the Human Rights Tribunal in Ontario has uh, agreed, you know, in employment cases and in other types of cases that alcoholism uh, is a barrier. Uh, it's, 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 it's a disability, it's right? It's recognized. It's recognized, wow. exactly. Uh, so, you know, we resolved the claim for... Uh, well, in the six figures, I can't tell you exactly how much, right. but in the six figures. And remember, this lady came to us only a few months ago when the insurance company said, we owe you nothing, right? So again, I want to stress that oftentimes when the insurance company tells you, you are non-compliant under the terms of your insurance policy, we're going to cut you off LTD, long-term disability. Mm-hmm. It does not mean you can't fight back, okay? Give us a call, email us, let us assess the case, and we can tell you if, in fact, you do have a claim. Listen, this insurance company did not pay six figures to resolve this claim because they thought that it was peanuts because they just wanted to make it go away. Right. No, they understand that they have exposure. They understand that if we let this claim run through and go all the way to court, that a judge could very well say, you insurance company were wrong to cut her off. They are correct. So again, for people out there, this is an example, a prime example of why people should not just give up. And I can tell you, John, that for every lady like this that we just helped, there are probably 10 or 20 or 30 people out there who think mistakenly that they have no options when they are cut off long-term disability. It is uh, 1-888-990-9646. What else you got? Okay, well, this is another interesting case that we just settled. So this particular circumstances, uh, this person was told back in January of this year that they would be cut off essentially at the two-year mark of LTD uh, this June, this coming June. We are now in April. Well, what did we do? We started a legal claim as soon as that person retained us in January. On what basis? I mean, 
remember, the insurance company is continuing to pay that person until June, right? But we took the position that, look, from a legal standpoint, the insurance company is breaching the contract. They're essentially saying, in June, we're going to cut you off. And of course, we've looked at all the medical documentation. We've spoken to the individual. Uh, we've spoken to two of that person's doctors. We did not believe that the insurance company had a right to unilaterally say, in June, we're going to cut you off because you will not qualify for total disability. Right. So we started a legal claim. We didn't wait until the person was cut off. So the result was that we just settled his case. We resolved this person's case before he was even cut off, just by wow. saying to the insurance company, taking the legal position that this is anticipatory breach. We're anticipating that the insurance company will breach the policy by stopping to pay him in June. You know how people say, you know, I was cut off a year ago, two years ago, yeah. can you help me? Here's a situation where he wasn't even cut off yet. He was just told that in the future he's going to get cut off. Right. But we took immediate action. And so the result of that was that this person was not left in a situation where he has no income. We were able to resolve the claim uh, for past benefit, well, not for past benefit, but for those benefits up until June, as well as for a few years down the road. Nice. The person was extremely happy, and the insurance company was happy too that everything was resolved. Got a couple minutes left to go in this uh, segment before we break. I got another one. Uh, yeah, we have a very interesting one. It's a car accident. Uh, th- this is this is a, a tragic situation. Uh, the stepfather of this uh, young woman uh, called us up because his do- his, his stepdaughter uh, was cut off on the highway, uh, and as a result, um, she had to uh, maneuver out of the way, and the vehicle rolled a few times, Oof. and uh, you know she was taken to one of the large hospitals downtown Toronto. And the injury are fairly severe. I mean, she has issues with her neck, with her back. And, and, you know, this is one of those situations where, you know, I I really emphasize to people out there, you know, if you know someone who is injured, who suffered a serious injury in a car accident, in a slip and fall, you know, take action. Don't just let people, you know, they're in the hospital and, and, you know, they're suffering and they're dealing with insurance. Sometimes we all need people to look out for us. And in this instance, the reason I'm raising this is, as, a, as an interesting case, uh, because the stepfather here took action, called us, got us involved, and we're going to be able to help Good. this young lady. We'll take a, a short break. The number is one 990 It is help at We'll get through a few of your emails over the next hour as well. And we'll come right back with the Injury Calculator. It's the Insurance and Injury Law Show Talk Radio, AM 640. one 990 is the number. Help at the insurancelawyer.ca. We'll get to a couple more cases and move on to the Injury Calculator and uh, your emails here. Uh, on the show today. What's the next one you got for me? Well, I just got an email right now on my phone. Um, okay. So this tells you that, you know, I really do check my yeah. emails all the time. So feel free to call me, uh, email me, and I will get back to you ASAP. Uh, this appears to be a long-term disability case. Uh, this individual is from Hamilton. Uh, and that's also important to, to uh, mention okay. that we really help people from across Ontario. Uh, in fact, across the country. Anyways, this person was cut off from uh, Sun Life long-term disability back uh, on October 12th, 2014. Uh, He was diagnosed with diabetes and mental illness. Uh, He was let go from his job uh, in October of 2014. And and here's the interesting thing. He's 47 years old. Uh, He says that uh, apparently he had a lawyer dealing with the case and apparently he stopped uh, dealing with the lawyer because the lawyer was too, it was too stressful for him to deal with the lawyer. Can lawyer you imagine, John? Yeah, nice. the lawyer. And you know, this is interesting because the 
the majority of people who contact us, whether they listen to me on the radio or they read about us uh, in newspapers because we do a whole bunch of, of cases that have high profile you know, elements to yep. them. You know, people come to us for two reasons. Number one, because they know that they're going to get top-notch service. That's number one. But number two is because they know that we're going to be dealing with the insurance company on their behalf. So when you have a lawyer dealing with the long-term disability insurance company or any insurance company for that matter, the whole point is that we take the stress off of you, right? right? We deal with the insurance company. So this poor individual, apparently, I don't know who the lawyer was that he hired, but the whole point was that the law, it should not have been stressful for him to deal with the lawyer. The lawyer should have been- Taking the stress. Taking the stress right? and redirecting it to the insurance company. So again, understand that uh, the whole point of, of hiring a lawyer is not only for the lawyer to be able to advocate for you uh, if you've been cut off disability, but also to deal with the insurance company on your behalf. You should not have to pick up the phone. Nobody should be calling you from the insurance company after you've hired a lawyer. The insurance company adjuster should not be emailing you no, okay. You're done. It sh- you're done. It should be just the lawyer and their team dealing with the insurance company. So it's just unfortunate. I just got the SEMA literally right now. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six. You want to throw us an email? Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. All right. So I got this uh, this other email, uh, and this is interesting. So this lady uh, was um, uh, dismissed without cause from her employment okay. uh, a while back. Uh, she received some severance, and she had hired an employment lawyer, not someone from our firm. Well, I don't think she or, knew yeah. us at that point, but someone else to negotiate a severance for her. Uh, and and they negotiated with the employer a, a severance. And a portion of the severance was allocated to what's called general damages, which is non-taxable damages. It's for pain and suffering. And presumably the rationale was that she was disabled at the time or she was about to go on disability. And so there was an argument that, you know, well, the insurance, the the employer should not have let her go because you can't let somebody go who's on disability. Human rights damage. Human rights damage. Exactly. Uh, And so, of course, uh, you know, she was under the understanding that... Uh, when she qualified for LTD, subsequently, which she was, that the long-term disability insurer would not be able to deduct the general damages portion of her severance from what they were paying her. So remember, we talked a few shows back, I want to make sure people are on the same page here, that if you are receiving long-term disability, under your disability policy, the insurer is entitled to certain deductions. Oftentimes, one of those deductions is other income. Like CPP. CPP, exactly. But also, if you've negotiated severance, right? if you've received termination pay, then the insurance company, depending on the wording of the insurance policy, may deduct whatever you received for your severance. So it bounces out. Correct, for income, exactly. Except that here, apparently, the reason why she's contacting me is because the LTD insurer is taking the position that that amount that she had received that was allocated for general damage for pain and suffering, so not the severance, mm-hmm. but for pain and suffering, that they are also going to claim a deduction off ah. of that. And we're talking about a lot of money. And she's, of course, freaking out. She's a single mother. She doesn't, you know, she's on disability. And the insurance company is saying, well, hold on, you received this overpayment of $22,000. Presumably, that's the amount for the general damages. And, and, you know, the concern here that she has is that now the insurance company is not going to be paying her for X amount of months because they're taking the position that that amount is deductible, right? Right. So for a lot of listeners out there, you know, you're always, you know you, 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 your eyes are going to roll. You're, you're going to say, well, what does this all mean? 
Here's what it boils down to. Oftentimes, insurance companies will try and deduct certain things, i.e. not pay you For sure. when they should be paying you. If that happens, you contact me immediately the way that this lady did. And here's what's going to happen. We are going to shoot an email with all of the legal and relevant law to back up our position to the insurance company, and we're going to give them one of two choices. Either they are going to continue paying her, i.e. not take a deduction, or they're going to get a legal claim on their desk the very next day. And that's really what people should understand, that they have rights. Don't just let the insurance company steamroll over you, okay? If they say that this is the law, that does not mean that this is the law. Call us, email us the way that this lady did, and we will tell you if, in fact, you have rights and if you can enforce them. Because the insurance company is banking on you not knowing what your legal rights are. one 990 is that number, the email address, and we've referred to quite a few so far today. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. Injury calculator coming up as well. The Insurance Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. The number one 990 Email is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. We'll get to some of your emails here in just a bit. And as mentioned, the Injury Calculator, you can go there anytime at uh, injurycalculator.ca. So uh, tell us what it is and then maybe uh, put it into action while we're, uh, while we're sitting here. Yeah, it's a beautiful online tool. It's free. It's anonymous. And what it is, it allows you to uh, figure out uh, with a few clicks uh, what your injury may be worth mm-hmm. from a pain and suffering standpoint, right. compensation, right? So, you know, you broke your ankle, you broke your knee, you tore your shoulder ligaments, you know, you injured your back, your neck, concussion, whatever the injury is. In Ontario, somebody was at fault for that. You want to know what would happen if I started a legal claim? In other words, what happens if I pursued my pain and suffering? What could I expect to right. get? Uh, this calculator is essentially a databases of uh, database of, of cases from across Canada that we've put in together with an algorithm, uh, and we're going to run through an example in a moment, where you essentially tell it where the accident happened, when it happened, how old you are, whether your income was affected, the type of injury suffered, the severity, and then it goes through uh, all of those cases and tries to find cases similar to yours, and then it shoots out a result. It says based on a review of Canadian case law, the injury you're describing here with all the elements you've put in could potentially get you X amount of dollars for pain and suffering. It's a window between this and this. It's a window. You got it, exactly. And again, it's just for pain and suffering because you can have an income loss, right? You can potentially have uh, a situation where you're unable to work. Well, that's something that the calculator can't deal with. It's very specific. So let's go through an example. Let's put in, for example, uh, accident date, I don't know, March 1st of this year. Sure. Accident location, let's put Ottawa. How old are you? Let's say 40. Uh, car accident, and it was someone else's fault, and this injury affected my income. All right, so John, let's uh, decide on an injury. Uh, you tell me neck, back, shoulder. always back. Back, always God. back. So yeah. where is the back here? There we go, clicking on the back. Now, is it a tear of ligaments? Is it a disc bulge, a fracture, or a sprain, or a strain? We're going fracture. We're going large. Fracture, okay. And do you experience chronic pain yep. as a result? Okay, yes. I have some experience, I see. Hey, John. Um, Did you require surgery for it? No. Okay. So we'll put no. And that's it. Now it's telling us that, well, this is a large window, and I'll explain this in a second. So it says, according to our survey of Canadian cases, you may be entitled to $56,000 all the way up to $140,000 for your pain and suffering. Okay, good start. 
And remember, there are always outliers. There are cases that are below this and cases that are above this. And the reason why this window is so large is because, look, you know, I've had a case, I remember a few years back, with a lady who fractured one of the vertebrae in her back because of a slip and fall, but she was back at work within two weeks. Wow. Crazy, superwoman. You know, but then you have a situation where somebody else fractured their back, and guess what? They became paralyzed. Yeah, Yeah, they're still off work. So, you know, you can have a whole bunch, but the point is that this calculator gives you a starting point, a a point of discussion. And, you know, one of the biggest complaints I get, people who call me who've spoken to other lawyers, that lawyers don't want to tell them, you know, from the beginning, you know, here's what you're potentially looking at. They don't want to commit. And listen, I understand that. Because a personal injury case is not like going and buying a car, right? You can't just look at the lot and say, okay, I want this. How much is that car? What's the price? I'll take it. A lot of things are dependent on evaluating a personal injury claim. The injuries you suffered yesterday, are you going to have those pains in a month, in a year, in two years? Are you going to have to have surgery? Have your, you know, um, activities of daily living been impacted? You know, are you able to tie your shoelaces now? Things can change throughout the life of a claim. So, you know, I understand why lawyers are very hesitant. I don't do that. I simply tell people, look, here's the low, here's the high, here are the variables, here's what you need to understand. So I take the time and explain how a personal injury claim is evaluated so that you can understand properly how to look at your own claim. Right. And what this calculator does is essentially gives you just, you know, off the bat, if you want to do this from your home or from your smartphone, you want to figure out, you know, I broke my ankle yesterday, two weeks ago, a month ago, a year ago. I want to know what can I be looking at for compensation. Go to injurycalculator.ca and just click a few buttons. I'm never going to know you were there unless you press the consult button. Which you can do, yeah. Which you can do, yeah. And a lot of people do. You know, once they find out the information, they want to have a more in-depth consultation with us and they click uh, to submit for a consultation, a free consultation. one 990 is the uh, number as well. And, and, of course, go to injurycalculator.ca. So, uh, LTD, what are some uh, say, common mistakes people make when they apply for LTD? So that's interesting uh, because oftentimes, of course, people come to me after they've made those mistakes. Uh, so, you know, the, the number one mistake is that, uh, you know, they, they don't meet the deadlines, right? The, the, the LTD policy... Um, sets out certain deadlines of when to submit documentation, um, how to deal with the insurance company, uh, you know, various things like that. So you have to make sure that you submit uh, all the documentation by the appropriate deadlines, which are spelled out in your policy. So that's the first one. Number two, um, in fact, maybe number two should have been number one. Most people don't even have a copy of their policy when they contact me after they've been cut off or denied disability get a copy of your policy. Oftentimes, uh, you know, you can just call the adjuster or even speak with the HR person at your company and they will, you know, flip it to you. Sure. Very, very important. Understand that uh, the relationship between you and the insurance company is governed by that LTD policy. So get a copy of it. It shouldn't cost you anything to do so. Number three, we always talk about the test for getting disability, LTD right? Total disability. Well, that definition is spelled out in your LTD policy. Make sure that when you're going and speaking with your doctors and treating professionals and they are writing reports for you, right? Reports that you're then going to give to the insurance company to support your disability. Make sure that they're aware of the definition of total disability, right? Don't just say, hey, doc, give me a letter uh, that says I can't work. The doctor is going to have to explain why it is that you can't work. Uh, you know, and, and, and so this, you know, these three things are very, very important. There's a few other ones that I would just want to, you know, briefly touch on. Uh, if the insurance company is calling you or emailing you 
as stressful as it is, don't ignore them. Okay. As soon yeah. as you start ignoring them, they're going to cite you for non-compliance and cut you off. If you don't want to deal with them, just call me, hire us, and we'll deal with them. Right. Exactly. So very, very important to 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 you know reply back to them. Uh, and uh, you know the last thing that I would mention here, and this is one of the biggest errors, is that you know people stick their heads in the sand. Uh, they see trouble coming a mile away. They know they're going to be sent to the insurance company's doctor. Yeah. Uh, they know that the insurance company is already saying, oh, well, you should be able to return back to work or this or that. Yep. Don't ignore these warning signs. You have to contact us as soon as possible because oftentimes we can interject before you are cut off and avoid all this hassle in the first place, right? Deal with the insurance yeah. company on your behalf. Make sure that you're not cut off. Or if you're cut off, at least we can act immediately to make sure that you're not spending months and months and months without any income. So it's very, very important. one 9646 is the number. Help at the insurancelawyer.ca is the email address, which we'll get right to as soon as we come back from a short break in the Insurance and Injury Law Show Talk Radio, AM640. one 9646 It is help at the insurancelawyer.ca. And when you got some time, check out the injury calculator. That is injurycalculator.ca as well. Get to uh, an email here. We got a pile from the last uh, few weeks, so we'll get through some of these. Dan writes in, says, my dad was cut off long-term disability last month because the insurance company says that he didn't comply with the return-to-work program they prepared for him, but the truth is that his doctor told him that he's not ready yet and even told the insurance adjuster, but they wouldn't listen. He's 58, his very physical job in a manufacturing plant. He can't stand for more than 10 minutes without having to sit and rest. He wants to appeal the decision. What do you think? Do not appeal no. this decision. Hashtag I can't stress. It's a waste of time. Like I'm telling you, this is, you know, Dan, I'm not faulting you. I'm not faulting your father. It's just there's a conception out there that, you know, I got to do everything in my power not to involve the disability lawyer. Okay, you can do that. But I'm telling you, you are taking a detour. Your father is going to be taking a detour. The reality is this, Dan. If your father's doctor is saying that he cannot go back to work and he backs this up, with a comprehensive report that explains why medically the insurance company can't just ignore that. And if they ignore it and force him, and what does that mean force him? Nobody's going to come to his home and force him physically to go to work. They're just going to cut off his benefits. Sure. Right? If that happens, uh, not the cutoff, but if they try to threaten you with that, you call us immediately. Let us deal with the insurance company. Yeah. You know, they, it's, it's in my mind, in my view, and, you know, I, I know this is going to be controversial for a lot of people who work in the industry for insurance companies. Which you did. I, which I did, by the way, yeah. exactly. I used to work for insurers. I think this is intimidation. It's intimidation by the insurance company because they understand that there is an imbalance of power. And what happens is you have these people who are already suffering and they're essentially getting re-victimized right? They're going through this process. They don't know what to do. And so they give up or they do whatever the insurance company is telling them to do to their own detriment and against the medical advice they're receiving from their primary care physicians. So Dan, get your father to give me a call. Trust me when I tell you the insurance company will not be bullying you, uh, you and your father. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is that number, uh, Dan. So uh, your team only take people who have been cut off, like we've just been talking about LTD claims, or do you help people from the outset, like filling out forms and deal with adjusters and all that stuff? Yeah, no, we we actually take. Uh, so this is an interesting question because the majority of of disability lawyers out there that I'm aware of will simply tell you call them if your claim has been denied or or if you've been cut right. off disability. Yeah, I've heard that. Right. 
Uh, and no, what we do is a bit differently. Uh, we, we do that as well. But also, if you are about to go on LTD and you want some help filling out the forms, right. by all means, contact us. Contact us. We'll have a chat. We're not going to charge you anything for this. Again, I'm very big about giving this information out. People email me all the time. I had somebody email me yesterday uh, and, you know, not understanding why it is that I was, you know, picking up my phone and responding to emails on the weekend when I should be with my family. Right. Well, because occasionally I'm able to, uh, you know, steer away from my wife and she doesn't know and, you know, I'll, I'll respond now. back really quick. Well, she does now, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're very big about giving information out. So if you're in a situation where, uh, you know, you're about to go on LTD, you want to make sure everything is done correctly so you don't get rejected, um, you know, give us a call. We will help you. We will help you fill out the forms. We will help you deal with your doctors. Uh, and, you know, it's really, I mean, what, what do you have to lose? Yeah. You don't want to, do, you know, don't do it. But, you know, what do you have to lose? At least do it right from the beginning. And by the way, at the first sign of trouble, you already have somebody you can go to, which is us, right? I mean, we can tell you how to navigate the LTD claim yeah. and hopefully avoid you being cut off in the future for a long time. Email help, theinsurancelawyer.ca. James, how often should you hear from your lawyer? My friend was denied long-term disability two years ago, and he hired a lawyer, but that uh, was hardly heard from him. He doesn't have any idea where his case stands and has a lot of trouble reaching his lawyer to ask questions. What does he do? Well, again, here, first of all, without even addressing the uh, question right now, uh, James, kudos to you for contacting us on behalf of your friend. Again, for people out there, if you have people that you know, friends, family, colleagues who are having th these types of issues, contact us on their behalf right. and we'll be happy to, to answer questions. Uh, so James, about your friend, well, first of all, uh, several red flags here. Number one, the fact that your friend was denied LTD two years ago and hired a lawyer and the claim is still not resolved, huge red flag. I don't have any LTD case in my office that is two years old. Okay, number one. Number two, he doesn't know or have any idea where his case stands, huge red flag. People, these are your claims. It's your life. It's your money. You should know exactly where your case stands. If you call the lawyer or the assistant or the clerk, or if you email them, you should be getting a response back. And I'm not saying that you should get a response back after five emails or five phone calls. After one phone call, you should get a response back yeah. ASAP. And look, I'm in court. Other people are busy. I, it's understood, right? But that's why you have a team that's helping you, right? So, James, your friend, if your friend is having difficulty, you know, reaching his lawyer, let, 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 me, let me turn this around. How do you know that the insurance company hasn't been trying through their lawyer to reach your lawyer to discuss right. settlement? I can tell you, John, having acted on behalf of insurance companies in the past, I would often get instructions from my insurance clients, the adjusters who I was reporting to. They would tell me, Sivan, we want to try and resolve this case. Speak with the lawyer, set up a meeting, try and hammer out a negotiated solution. And John, I'll tell you, I can't count how many times I reached out to these plaintiff lawyers and I was not getting any calls back. Nothing. I would write to them. And, and you know, and as far as I was concerned, I had money, you know, authority from my insurance company clients to pay these claims. And these lawyers who are representing these individuals who are suffering, who are hoping for a resolution can't be found they can't be found they can't be and, and I, I was not allowed right as soon as the lawyer is involved i'm not allowed to reach out to the plaintiff directly just like if i represent a plaintiff an individual right. who is pursuing a claim the insurance company or their lawyer can't contact my client directly they have to contact me so very very important james uh, for your friend to uh, lay down the law so to speak 
all right, yeah. with his lawyer, make an appointment or put it in writing that if he doesn't get a response back in the next week or two weeks, doesn't have a meeting with the lawyer, doesn't have everything explained to him in terms of the process and where they're at, that he's simply going to leave and go to another lawyer. I mean, that's 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 all he can do, really, yeah. right? But do not stay with a lawyer that's non-responsive to you. As far as I'm concerned, that's the worst thing you can do. one 9646 is that phone number. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. More of the show, The Insurance Injury Law Show, coming right up, Talk Radio. AM six forty one triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is that number. It is help at the insurance So should people on long term disability approach their doctors for help? What should what do they do if the doctor won't help or Oh of course. Yeah, no, no. You should definitely have your doctors help you but you know and by help, I mean they should provide reports right. uh, that support your disability if you're disabled, obviously. Uh, the more of these reports, the more comprehensive they are, uh, the more uh, persuasive it's going to be to the insurance company. But what do you do if the doctors you're going to don't want to help or for whatever yeah. reason disagree with you as to whether or not you can, in fact, uh, go back to work? You think you can't. They think that you can. Look, this does happen. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm not going to blame the doctors here because doctors also have a duty here. And sometimes doctors think that, you know, by um, telling you that you're disabled, I, I'm, I'm just supporting that. I'm, 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 you know, sort of in a way... Uh, Giving n- you permission? Permission. I'm not yeah. helping you. You know, it's justifying you thinking that you're disabled when you really are not. So, so you know, the, the advice I give is, you know, you got to find a different doctor or get a second opinion or a third opinion. Now, I'm not saying that you doctor shop in order to get disability. What I'm saying is that if legitimately you feel that you cannot go back to work because you are disabled and your doctor is unhelpful to you, then you have to go for a second and third opinion. The people who contact me who hit those walls, right? They tell me, look, I've had this doctor for 10 years. That doctor doesn't really do much. In fact, when I see that doctor, he only spends about 30 seconds with me and he doesn't want to sign anything, doesn't want to provide any reports. So I tell the person, you know, if you're experiencing chronic pain, get a referral to a chronic pain specialist. And that person will probably understand you and will probably support your disability, right? So it's very, very important for you to be proactive. If you're hitting a wall with your doctors, uh, then you make sure that you go elsewhere. And you know, it's easier said than done in some places around the province when you have yeah. you know, less access to medical care, but this is what you have to do. You have to make sure you take care of yourself. One triple eight nine nine zero ninety six forty six is the number. So you're off sick. Your employer lets you go during that time. We know this happened talking to you and Lior. Uh, can you still apply for LTD even though you've just been let go from the uh, from your job from the company? That's a fantastic question. And yes, the answer is yes. If your disability arose right. while you were still employed and covered by the LTD policy that was in place at the time, yes, exactly. Okay. So the majority of policies out there. You know, the, the question uh, or, or the qualification, other than, of course, are you totally disabled, is did the disability arise while you were still employed? Uh, very, very important, but understand as well that if you are dealing with a termination, then we have cross issues here between employment law and long-term disability. So, of course, contact me or contact Lior, right? And we'll be able to deal with both issues together because, again, if you negotiate severance with your employer, uh, then that's going to have to be taken into account when we deal with the insurance company. But to answer your question, John, if the disability arose while you were still employed, uh, then yeah, you would qualify for LTD, assuming you had that coverage. Claire writes in the email, says, I have arthritis that prevents me from carrying out my work duties and provided a letter from my 
rheumatologist to the insurance company. They denied my long-term disability claim because they said that my condition is quote-unquote manageable. I don't understand what that means. I can't work. What do I do now? Uh, I love that when the insurance company says it's manageable, right? Well, yeah, it's manageable to the extent that Claire has a rheumatologist and she's probably getting medications or treatments or whatever she's getting, but that does not mean that she can work, right? And again, oftentimes insurance companies take these ludicrous positions uh, and they're, they're theoretical in nature. They're saying, oh, you know, the condition is manageable. It's not that bad. You know, you can live with it. Just like that lady that we sell the case for, right? The, the alcoholic lady, yeah. uh, you know, where they say, well, you should be able to go to treatments. Well, no, that's the whole point. If you're alcoholic, oftentimes you'll have relapses and you'll miss those appointments. It's a catch-22, right? But they're not acknowledging that, which is dumb. Uh, but it's to their advantage, the insurance company's advantage. And so, Claire, in your situation, I understand what they mean when they say that it's manageable. It's just wrong. It's incorrect because what they're doing is they're acknowledging that you're getting treatments, right? So your condition is being uh, managed by the rheumatologist, but it does not mean that you can work. Those are two distinct uh, issues. And so you're asking what you should do. Give me a call, email me, let me write to the insurance adjuster directly explaining the distinction between a condition that is manageable and being able to work with that condition or not being able to work, and then let's see what they do. If they still take the position that they're not going to pay you, they're going to get a claim on their desk the next day, and trust me when I tell you, we are going to resolve the case for you. They will pay. How about insurance companies, you know, uh, surveillance, camera surveillance, they don't think somebody's disabled. Can they do it? And what happens if you get caught? Yeah, they can, and they often do it. And I'll tell you, I mean, here's a little secret. When I was working for insurance companies, I ordered surveillance, Mm -hmm. right? But what does that mean? It's not like you see in the movies, okay? It's not like you have a surveillance uh, uh, team uh, that is spying on you uh, 24 hours a day, 365 a year. No. Usually what happens is the insurance company will be suspect of, you know, what you're telling them. And so they'll hire a third-party company, you know, private investigators. Uh, and so they'll tell that person, you know, go and, and follow this person for the next two days or three days. Uh, and, and you know, tell us if you see them doing anything strange. I mean, do you see them going, uh, you know, to the gym every day and, and, you know, playing outside with their kids, going shopping, you know, living a normal life, and yet they say they can't work? You can't do anything about that. I mean, it's a fact of life. Insurance companies have this right. The private investigators are not allowed to go into your home. They're not allowed to uh, interact with you. Uh, They're not allowed to make any contact, but there's nothing really you can do about that. And by the way, it's irrelevant whether you have a lawyer or not. Insurance companies do this all the time because you're looking for ammunition to help them uh, gun down your case. Okay, they don't want to pay you. So oftentimes they'll hire an investigator to see if they can get any goodies so they can present to you and say, based on that, we're not going to pay you. I can tell you right now, John, even as a defense lawyer back then, rarely would these uh, surveillance activities actually benefit the insurance company because there's always an explanation. I'm not saying that it's never good for the insurance company. Sometimes you can catch people doing some pretty outrageous things. Uh, But, you know, at the end of the day, if you are legitimately disabled, but you're still functioning in some capacity... Okay, so it shows you going to the mall on the weekend. So yeah. what? It doesn't show you being in bed for the next five days, right? So if that's a situation, don't assume that you don't have legal rights. 
one 990 Call that number, find out what they are. The rights, that is, and help at theinsurancelawyer.ca, your emails, and more of the show coming right up as we get down the last few minutes here. The Insurance and Injury Law Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. 1-888-990-9646 is the number. Help at theinsurancelawyer.ca, email. Nancy writes in, says, my sister was riding her bicycle three weeks ago and was hit by a car turning left on an intersection. That uh, driver was charged by the police. And my sister suffered a concussion when she fell. She still has a lot of pain seeing a physiotherapist and is going to the doctor for her concussion. She hasn't gone back to work. She's 35 and works as an assistant in a dental office. What should she do legally? Well, two things. First of all, other than the medical stuff, obviously, and making sure that she has a um, head injury routine, given the fact that she had a concussion here. Uh, Two things. Number one, uh, she's going to be owed accident benefits either from an automobile insurance uh, that she has, even though she was on a bicycle, if she has an automobile policy, uh, because she's a driver perhaps or is insured, she can activate it. If she doesn't, it's going to be the insurance uh, policy of the driver who hit her. Uh, and, And the second thing is that the insurance company of the driver who hit her should be put on notice of a potential claim. It's called a tort claim for the other things that you can't get through accident benefits, uh, such as uh, pain and suffering, future income losses, if there are going to be any, etc. So very, very important to understand that, you know, when you are injured in a car accident in Ontario, there are certain time limitations. You have to let your insurance company know ASAP so that you can activate those benefits. And those include income replacement benefits if she can't work. Uh, you know, they, they include medical rehabilitation benefits if you're going to need some treatments or are not covered by OHIP, et cetera, et cetera. It really depends on what kind of benefits you have, what you've purchased. And again, very important to make sure that we put the other insurance company on notice for a potential claim that this lady may have because a concussion is a serious thing. It's a brain, it's injury. A brain injury. Right. And some of them, you know, get better and some of them don't. So very important to start this at the beginning. Last couple minutes, fightformyltd.com. All right, beautiful website. Again, we created it uh, just a short while ago, but it's been very popular. Uh, it allows you to essentially answer five simple questions related to your long-term disability claim. Uh, click the button to submit, and then I get that email personally, and I'll tell you if you have an LTD case or not. Because you know, John, let's face it, a lot of people out there don't want to call a lawyer. They don't want to interact with us, even though I'm a nice guy. My whole team is great. You know, they just want to know, uh, you know, on their own time, uh, online, do I have a case? Well, this is your opportunity. Five simple questions will take you literally 10 seconds to complete. Press submit, and I'll tell you if you have uh, an LTD case. Some other tools as well. We talked about it earlier, injurycalculator.ca. Find out what your pain and suffering could be. There's also mydisabilityquestions.com. And uh, finally, the number one more time, one 990 And you want to email Savan anytime. It is help at theinsurancelawyer.ca. This has been the Insurance and Injury Law Show Talk Radio, AM640.